What's stopping you from having a great website? Often people don't update their websites or even have one in the first place. Sometimes that's due to perceived cost or difficulty of doing it. And then you've got the increasing complexity of software like WordPress that can be problematic for people and especially people that are not familiar with web design. What if I told you there's a solution and that solution could take you just a day? My guest this week, Lindy Nowak, shares how to create an effective website with a one-page scrolling format. And she stresses the 10 key elements that you need or you should have in your website. All that after the break. Welcome to the Personally Brandtastic podcast, where we help you build your personal brand and business so that people can find you easily, want to work with you, and can't wait to refer you. My name is Paul Kopkin, and every day I work with real estate investors, professionals, and business owners who want to stand out from the crowd and attract more of the right opportunities without feeling inauthentic or spending all day doing it. It's all about communicating how personally brandtastic you are. Because marketing is how to get their attention, but personal branding is why they choose you. Hey, Lindy, thank you for joining us today. Welcome. Looking forward to, to chatting with you. Thank you so much for having me. So websites, <laughs> let's, uh, let's kick straight in. Why have a website? Why have a website? Well, a couple of reasons. In the days of, I would say, during slash post-COVID, everybody's online. We're all working from home. We're all surfing the web. We're buying everything online. We're buying our groceries online. So what happens when people are looking for services? They're also getting online. They're getting on Google. They're asking their friends and family if they know of anyone that has a specific service. And they're going to check your website. Your website is your confirmation, right? Whether it's simple or complicated. Um, your website is crucial to have as a marketing tool for your business. And the other reason it's important to have a website is in the days of social media. If your potential client is going to social media and looking at your feed, whether it's LinkedIn or TikTok or Instagram, they're also going to check out your website to see what you're about. Because your Instagram has a specific voice. Obviously, your TikTok has a specific voice. But your website is your business tool. That is uh, where you shine. That is where you convert your clients uh, or leads, I should say. And having you know, a very tight, specific structure of your website is also very important, which I'm sure we will get into. Yeah, well, let's let's talk about that in a second. So I, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Michael Hyatt is a leadership uh, coach, I guess. Um, and he likens your website as being your home country. <laughs> and the social media places that you hang out are like your embassies. So your embassies give people a flavor for who you are. But the important thing is to drive people to your home country. And, they, and then they get a full experience of of who you are and, and what your business stands for. So what might be the important things that a real estate investor or a real estate related professional might need to think about first and foremost with regards to their website? What are the important things that they definitely need to have? That's a good question. The important things that they should have 
would be a strong header message on their website. So on the homepage at the top, which is called the header, having one, their name and what they do, what they're about, descriptor, but also, you know, who they work with, who they're looking to capture, like why their website exists. If it exists for confirmation and it's, then they should be speaking to, you know, who their investors are, for example, and why them. The other thing I would say is uh, to have really beautiful imagery, especially for real estate investors. And also a really nice headshot of yourself. Make sure that it's professionally taken or at least as much as possible, um, that it's friendly, that it's approachable, but it's very professional as well. That's a great point about headshot. I, uh, I'll put it in the show notes, but we had an, a, an episode where my personal brand, Headshot Photographer, we, we spoke and had a conversation around headshot. And um, so she has some really good tips around headshot. So we'll definitely do that. So when you're thinking about talking to your ideal um, client or your ideal prospect as they land on your website, how how much should there be? What what what's kind of the latest format for websites? Is it? It seems to be everything is now the one scrolling mm -hmm. scrolling website with sub pages, but trying to ensure that people are kept on that one home page initially. Is that correct? Still, or? I agree with that. Actually, I talk to a lot of our clients who come to us with old websites, and these old websites have a lot of pages. Over 60% of visitors are going to be on mobile. And the last thing they want to do is to be scrolling, A, scrolling for a long time. So it shouldn't be too much content on your homepage. Okay. But also, you know, clicking around on, you know, the, to different pages on your website. Like we are very strategic in uh, when we build websites for professional services um, we have the homepage, which has everything somebody needs to know to make a decision. That's first and foremost. Okay. You don't want to like place your important messaging and your CTAs on any other page except for that homepage, because every other page is going to be about you, your contact page, which should also be on your homepage. Um, and then any, you know, everything that you have, you know, your services that could be on another page too. When it comes to your homepage, what we do is we have that header, as I mentioned before, and then below that, there's a little intro about what you do, what you offer, how you solve the problems, if you will, issues um, of the leads coming to your website, right? Because they're speaking to them. Yes, it's about you. And yes, it should be branded and the messaging should be appropriate to you and your brand and what you offer. But remember that all of your messaging is not about you. It's about making the sale. So it should be friendly and, and clear, plain English, and not too much jargon, if you will, like just very straightforward. Like, for example, that intro paragraph uh, in the, on your website could be next to a video of you. We do this a lot. Like our, We work with a lot of consultants as well. And they'll record like a little 30-second to one-minute video of what they do and what they offer, because some people who go to your website are just going to want to watch video. Other people want to read. So it's nice to have that balance. And then below that, what you offer. So your services, one, two, three, four, whatever it is, one, two, and 
clear stated, you know, buckets of uh, information. And then below that, that's when you start to kind of like fill in the, the, the rest of the stuff. Maybe that's where your Instagram goes. Uh, maybe that's where you talk to your clients. Maybe you ask a specific question that kind of, you know, hits a pain point and then what you do to solve it, but keeping it simple and keeping it easy. And then lastly, I will say on this homepage, again, back to the scrolling, going up mm -hmm. and down, place your CTAs, which is your call to action buttons or inline links, however you want to style it throughout your page. So your header should definitely have your CTA button and then your about and then your services. Once you get to your services, that's for me, CTA. If they get to the area where you're asking us specific questions and how you answer those problems or how you solve those problems, again, another CTA. It's like not too many. And make sure you're now I'm going <laughs> now I'm now I'm like feeling like I'm doing a website review. Um also very important, like to make sure that your CTA is consistent. If you are mixing, let's talk with contact Larry. Like people are going to get confused. And also, what okay. is the Right. And then, yes, you can do like a, a learn more about me or learn more about John, Mary, uh, and that will take them to the about page. And we do that a lot or more learn more about our services. But if you should have the one method in which people want to contact you, if it's a phone call, which a lot of realtors want, they don't want form fills and all that stuff. They just want a call to their cell phone. And um, so, so that should be that should be the button. A simple website shouldn't take months to get up and running for your business. Up in a day builds professional websites fast with a process that requires minimal effort, so you can focus on growing your client list. While up in a day takes care of building your website, fast, easy, SEO optimized, and built to help grow your business. Check them out and book a consultation with them at triple w dot up in a day dot co that's www.upinaday dot co now back to the show so and uh, what about things like uh lead magnets or giving away a report or connecting it to a database where you're collecting an email of some sort uh, again is that going to depend on the the client because as you say a realtor really just wants the phone call I think I, I'm a big, big fan of testing different channels, marketing channels. And if you're giving away a freebie, awesome. Uh, don't just you, you utilize your website to put, to put that freebie on. You have to market it around your other channels that drive people to your website to grab that freebie, right? right. I think we all know that because we come across them all the time. Right. Uh, and and yeah, I, I'm a big proponent of those on a website. If if it makes sense, like what you're offering to your visitors, then test it, see it, and then if it's not working, change the messaging. But don't give up on it. You have to give it like, give it a few months. Um, after the you know first thirty days, if it's not converting, there's something wrong. Check to see how many people are coming to your website, where they're coming from. You can do that through Google Analytics, usually. So make sure you have cookies, uh, cookies bar, and um, and just see where they're coming from. It's, you can also, you'll also be able to see if they're coming from your social media channels, how long they're going to be on your website or how long they've been on your website for. Um, so all of those things, it's, it's, 
I know having a website sounds like it's a lot of work, but it's really not. And I think having that that freebie is just one more reason for somebody to uh, remember you if they download, let's say, a free PDF of information that you offer. Um, and you're also grabbing their email. So then you can start your newsletters and you can, you know, send them information about what you do and maybe some more freebies. So there's all kinds of fun stuff you could do on that website. You mentioned the about page. First, first language or, you know, first person oh. language or third person language. Good seems... question. I'm sorry. <laughs> because it always seems to be, yeah, some people say, no, it has to be a third person. Some people say, oh, no, no, you can't do that. It has to be first person. So, Oh, for, geez, I, I guess it depends. Is your website more about you? Like, are you dotted around your website? And if so, then I would maybe go in first person. Um, are you the sole like provider of your, your right. service, right? Are you, a, are you a, a mortgage broker and it's just you? Um, you know, what, I guess it depends. We always ask our clients and when they say, I don't know, we make our best judgment based on the content of their website. I think that if you have more than one person in your organization, obviously you're, you, even if they're not in the front, in front of the customer, it's still we. And so maybe I would take a third person there. Right. And I'm, I'm not, personally, I'm not a big fan, even if there's, a, so if the about page, say it was a team, I really do not, personally do not like the bios that say Paul Copcut is, you know, and it, that's even worse than we or I, I think. It sounds a little cold, right? Yeah, like, it sounds very Isn't cold. this you? Like, you made the website, right? So why right. are you? <laughs> Great. So tell, uh, tell us a little bit more about your particular service, because you have a very unique web building, web design service that uh, I would imagine a lot of people don't know was, is even possible. But. Yeah. I know sometimes it sounds too good to be true. So I guess I'll start there. Woo. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah. So I founded a company a few years ago, uh, created from scratch. It's called Up in a Day Websites. And we literally build great websites in a day. Um, it is, you know, before I started Up in a Day, I had a digital marketing company and we were doing a lot of complicated Shopify and Squarespace websites. And at the same time, we were getting a lot of small business owners and entrepreneurs, uh, solopreneurs coming to us and saying, oh my gosh, I had the worst experience with my website, or I don't know where to turn. I'm on a specific budget. I need the website two days ago. I've pivoted, whatever it is. Sometimes it's, hey, I have this website and our business has evolved and I only need changes to it. And of course we couldn't do it. We just didn't have it in our margins. And so one day I said, geez, man, there has got to be a better, easier way for these small business owners to get a really great website up, especially today. I mean, it's 2000, when, when was that? 2019, 2020, the beginning of COVID, right before COVID I started this. So, um, and one day I said, oh my gosh, I have, I have the solution for these these business owners, these, these individuals who are looking to get a great online presence for their business, for themselves quickly. And that's how Up in a Day was born. So we have a, we build all of our websites, at least right now in Squarespace. And a lot of our clients will come to us with old or, you know, 
outdated WordPress sites, which happens a lot, and they don't know how to update them. And so, or they'll do, they come to us with Wix or GoDaddy. Um, and then we will literally take down their website. Uh, well, we take all, that sounds scary. We take off all the content. We build them up a brand new, fresh website. Then we take down their WordPress. We, we publish the site. And um, the cool thing about what we offer, um, aside from the speed, is that at the end of the build out and the review with our clients, we send that once we transfer the website ownership over to them, it's kind of like, oh my God, well, now what? Now, again, I'm stuck with a website and I don't know how to make updates. Our, that's not why I started the business. The business is so that our clients have full ownership of their website. They know where the settings are. They know where billing is. They know how to make little updates here and there, change out photos, colors. Uh, and so we send them off with a video tutorial that's hmm. very easy. It's also literally recording ourselves um, in the back of their website, showing them exactly how and where to make the edits. Uh, we also have a subscription service too that we're, we'll just handle it for them. Um, most people do that because they don't have to deal right. with it. But the cool thing is, is like, um, you know, up in the day, it's all about the speed, the quality and the customer service. That's how I started the company. And that, those are our values and what we live by. Like that's the mission to have, you know, the customer service portion is, you know, to be very enjoy to have a process for our clients that's very enjoyable because typically people think that, you know, getting, and it has happened so many times that getting a website up can take a lot of time, money, and effort, and it can. So I, so our process is opposite of that. Our process is to make it so easy for people to get something that their business deserves online. So, right. and quickly. <laughs> And it's funny because I just had a call with somebody this week and I asked about their website and uh, they said, yeah, it's a work in progress. And I said, well, I'm not finding it. They said, well, no, no, it's not live yet. We've been working on it for four years. <laughs> and I went, yeah. four years? No, just put it up, put something up. Just so scary four years to one day they, they'd probably jump at the chance to yeah where's their business now i'm <laughs> sure their business has evolved over the four years so they can't get it up yeah right. they keep changing <laughs> and, and what about content how, how much do you help people with content because i know a lot of small business owners in particular think they know what should be on the website but they're usually not always right um so what do you do to help them with regards to that I am so glad you brought that up. So uh, we we have creative services. If so, for example, if it's a new business uh, and they, <laughs> there are two ways we do it. And you're so right. Like uh, my suggestion is, as a business owner, you don't. <laughs> I made this mistake, and I will talk about it all day long. As a business owner, don't write the copy for your website. It will take forever. You're going to write way too much, and it's it's not clear because you are so passionate about what you do and what you offer that you're starting, you're, you get almost like blindsided. And then before you know, it's like two weeks go by and you're like, I know, but then I really should say this. And then you're nitpicking. So therefore, <laughs> we have to tell our clients, like, listen, it, it, you don't have to write your own content. Um, uh, so we have copywriters where we meet and they're amazing. Um, they're all website marketing uh, based copywriters. 
And we meet with our clients and we talk for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. We get a great outline that we need because we have a strategic, like a very specific framework in which we build these websites because they're all marketing for marketing purposes. So, you know, there's a way that we structure them. So we know the questions asked as part of the process to make it very easy and quick. And then, um, so we'll write the copy for them and it goes through like a review process, super simple. Um, and then when it comes to images, that's the other thing, like new businesses sometimes don't have it. Like small business owners, for example, may not have the images, uh, graphics, all that stuff. So we also supply that as just us, you know, add on costs at, you know, minimum. Right. So, you know, cause it's, it is great to have clients come to us with existing websites that they need redone, but it's, it's, I think the core of the business is really um, helping small business owners who don't have anything and being able to provide exactly what they need um, in a very streamlined way. Right. And, and it, I'm sure you're going to underline this for me, but also don't think that an image on Google is free. <laughs> oh, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that, everybody. You, you will get you I, will get a slap on the wrist. That's for sure. I saw somebody quite quite a significant person had, had a website, and I looked at one of the images. And I thought, hang on a minute, and there was a watermark on it. And I'm, oh, you. Here's a suggestion: if you don't have images for your website, there's an awesome, awesome website that uh, Getty o now owns, and it's called Unsplash. On splash.com. No, we're not partners or anything. I'm just like giving them a free info, but it's awesome. And we use it a lot if our clients, um, you know, don't want to spend money to purchase and license imagery. You're still licensing it, the imagery. It's just, you know, it's, it's free. So that's a, that's a great way to go. There's another one. If you guys need graphics called Vecteezy, V-E-C-T-E-E-Z-Y. That's a good one too. Okay. Wonderful. Extra tips. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> sure. And, and what about the, the copy? Uh, do you also optimize that uh, SEO-wise? Oh, yes, we do. So um, I, one thing I didn't mention is, is for the clients who actually do want to provide their own copy, we have a copy framework document that we send them. So all they have to do is just plug in exactly what we need into the the sections. So it's not overwhelming. Um, and at the end of that copy document, actually, everybody gets this portion, which is the SEO questions. And they're just very specific questions about, you know, comp, comp set, um, you know, what are, what are their websites uh, and very specific questions, keywords, all that good stuff, what sets you apart. And then we write all of the SEO in the back end of the site, um, but it's basic SEO, right? So the SEO that your website gets when it first launches. Right. And what, what are the mistakes that you see people making? With websites, apart from uh, you mentioned already, out of date, out of date WordPress uh, sites and and things like that. But what what are the kind of classic mistakes that you see a small business make when it comes to their website? I think from a I think it's really design, design. Um, well, design and messaging. So for design, uh, we see a lot of sites that are way too busy, or they're just uh, not structured in a nice cohesive way, like too many fonts, too many colors. Uh, so we come across that a lot. I think that's a, that's a big mistake and, you know, and it's fine. And it happens, it happens all the time. So the other 
mistake I see is the messaging. And I see it a lot because people come to us and say, well, for some reason, I'm not on Google or my website is not working for me for, you know, for X, Y, Z reason. And I look at these websites and I'm like, well, it's not speaking. Who's your target customer? Who's, who's your audience? Who's coming to your website? Like, how do you find them? And when they give me that answer, I can clearly see that their messaging isn't speaking to them. And what about, uh, you mentioned Squarespace. Why Squarespace? What's the reason for choosing that as the platform? Because I'm a, I'm a WordPress, uh, I tend to be a WordPress person. Uh, two reasons. One, we love the design interface where um, we know it really well and it's really easy and fast to work in for us. Um, and it just, they have a new uh, UX, which allows for super customization in terms of front-end design. But most importantly, the reason why we work in Squarespace is because at the end of the build out, we send that video and it's really easy for our clients to make the updates on their own, um, as opposed to a WordPress, which, you know, can be really easy too, if you have like a specific template and you don't have a lot of plugins. Mm. Uh, but with Squarespace, you don't have the plugins, so you don't need constant updates to those. That's the other reason. Just, you know, giving our clients full um, ownership of their business website, I think is really important these days when you're, you're constantly evolving, which means your website probably needs a nice update at least once a year. Probably. Yeah. Probably even more. So I, I, I would agree with you. Oh. There, um, <laughs> and, and, and the thing that stops people doing it, which then becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy of an outdated website is they think, oh, I, I don't want to pay somebody a hundred dollars to make a one word change. Mm -hmm which is, I hear a lot from yeah. people, you know, or why haven't you updated it? Well, you know, I didn't want to pay, you know, or I didn't know somebody that knew WordPress or, and, and, and I do, I do understand. I, I, Squarespace makes a ton of sense if you want somebody to take control of their website. And, um, and I'm finding with WordPress, a lot of the themes now are getting way more complicated. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I would yeah, so like, so like, div, oh. like the Divi theme. If you don't know what you're doing, even an instruction video would be hard to follow. I mean, it's oh, not wow. impossible, not impossible, but I mean, it's, there's a lot to it that you can easily, well, and that, I guess that's the other thing as well. If you make a mistake in WordPress, sometimes that can be a big mistake. Oh, suddenly, interesting. And suddenly, suddenly your website's down or something, or you've done something that I mean, I'm guessing with Squarespace, it's probably a, a bit more user-friendly from that perspective and less likely to. To mark it, things up. It, yeah, you can definitely, I know we make sure we are very, we, we tell the client this during those videos is that if you're making uh, edits to a section of your page to duplicate that section, it's like a click of a button and then, you know, and then make your edits. And if you really mess up, just delete it and start again, or they have like a back button. So it's really intuitive. Okay. Well, I mean, I, of course, I make it sound so easy, don't I? Well, I've been working <laughs> it for 10 years and for people who are just not privy to the web world, like I get you and I, you know, I, um, we do our best to make it as easy as possible. <laughs> okay. And, and where do you see websites going or what have you seen in, in terms of, uh, or changes or, or what are you expecting to see happening with websites? Uh, I love that question. And, you know, I've been thinking about that a lot, Paul. 
where do we see websites going? Sometimes, uh, you know, I'm sitting here and I'm looking at all the websites that we're designing with our framework. It's like a marketing framework, right? The way we're placing messaging down the page. And I'm thinking, when does, when does this change? When does this evolve? What are people needing right now? Is it one page? Is it less pages? Is it more like more video? Is it, you know, I, it's, it's interesting. I, I, I don't have the answer quite yet. Um, I would, some, I've heard people say, well, you know, I feel like websites should like be moving and all the graphics should be like, you know, splashed around the page and doing like fun, uh, animations. I'm thinking, no, I don't think so. I, I, what if you're on your mobile phone somewhere and you just want to check a quick restaurant listing or something, or you're looking for a service like in your area and you're off of like, of you say you have like Verizon, you're not on Wi-Fi, the Verizon tower is down. All of a sudden you're trying to get on this website and it's white because it's, it's like taking time to, time to load yeah. everything. It's loading everything. And you're really like always on your, uh, your phone when you're, your mobile phone, when you're like, you know, searching for something. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I think, you know, I think simplicity is really the name of the game. And I think that's going to continue being the trend going forward. And, and most importantly, probably the, I feel like I've said this word a million times, but the messaging and the language on your website. Capturing right. that audience in the first three seconds is, is everything. Clarity. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Clarity and simplicity. Okay. I like that. And I did want to ask you, because your, your background, you said you came from a family of entrepreneurs. And yet you were the one that went into corporate. Looking back, do you regret going into corporate and not going entrepreneurial? Or do you think that gave you an advantage or gave you some pluses that perhaps you wouldn't have got if you'd gone straight entrepreneur? Oh, I think it was such a benefit. I know I was mentioning that I didn't love it, but um, you know what I learned when I was in corporate for 15 years, most, first and foremost was um, managing teams. The last 10 years, I was a creative director uh, across publishing and some larger brands. And I had some small teams. And I also had some larger teams. And not only did the companies provide education on managing teams, managing coworkers, um, you know, systems, processes, all of that. I took so many courses. So that was lovely. But it really taught me how to manage and hire right, um, manage a team, keeping them happy, you staying sane. And um, also, you know, being a part of these big organizations, you come out of there, you sort of, you, you have a startup, you only think big because you've been there and you've been in the management side of the business. So you have that step up and that level of tenacity and go get them. Um, as an entrepreneur, I think we all have that, and we want it. We want it now. And um, and I, and so I bring that to the table to up in a day, and it has made my life so easy because innately now and subconsciously, I can just run this business and and create really um, like a structure of the business that works well for what we offer through our you know our staff. Um, through our processes and just managing the business as a whole. Do you miss anything from corporate? 
the money. (laughs) (laughs) The money and come going in and out. Like, yeah, thank you. Um, Yeah, I mean, I would say that I miss the excitement of bringing in new partners and clients and helping businesses, large businesses um, at the time, um, grow because I would grow with them. And I also learned a lot through those experiences. But again, that now that has brought us or brought me back to up in a day and seeing this company grow is so rewarding. And seeing that the processes I spent so many months on actually work, but the most rewarding part of what I do is watching people's faces when they see their websites for the first time, because we present the website after we build it. And just helping people grow is something that I love innately. And um, I was doing that in corporate, which I was very rewarding and I'm doing it now. So. Yeah. I I would say it's at least for me when you, when it's you and it's part of you, that, that that, just that little bit more fulfilling than some big campaign or product that you launch for a large company that I I get it. I get it. I I, I get both. It's funny. My brother spent years and years in corporate, then went entrepreneurial for a while, just wasn't for him. And, And yet you would think, with his success that he could have done it, but it, it just didn't fit for him and he's back in corporate. So oh, yeah, then not, that happens. It's not for everyone. Yeah, It's true. And that's okay. It's good to try new things. Like I would say, I wish I would have left corporate um, earlier, but I didn't and it was fine. But yeah, that you're right about um, when it's your own, how much more rewarding it is when you're actually helping other people and not just launching a big brand for somebody else. But um, yeah, I am in complete agreement with you. And I, I've said this a lot, like entrepreneurial, you know, being an entrepreneur and working for yourself or being a small business owner isn't for everybody. And it's okay to make mistakes and it's okay to have to go back 10 steps. And if your business fails, it's okay because everything you're doing along the way, you're learning and it's setting you up for the next uh I guess, venture that you're starting wherever and whatever that is. True. Very true. Um, a f- couple of questions I like to ask guests uh, who come on the show. Um, do you have a favorite personal brand and who is it and, and why? I would say my favorite personal brand is this gentleman named Oliver Meekings, and he has a company that will go into people's websites for SaaS products and help them figure out the best um, messaging and layout for their websites. Just his brand as a whole and how he presents himself is is really inspiring to us because we do website reviews as well. And he even has done ours and he is just like super straightforward you know, no BS, just very like, this is where you need to make a change. This is how you do it. Um, he's funny. He's out there and he's really, really smart. And he's always evolving his services and the method in which he gets clients through his newsletters and his social and the way he utilizes his website to capture his audience is just like second to none, in my opinion. Mm, I'm going to check that out. 
And, yeah. and just just for people, if they're wondering what SaaS is, it's software as a service, which is basically yes. what you're offering in some way. Is that? I know. Oh my gosh. Right. When we when I first started up in a day, you could purchase the website online. Like everything was there just to make it super, super easy for you. I have since taken that down because the best method is to meet me in person because there are so many web agencies out there and we have to vet our clients to make sure they're right for up in a day. But yeah, like we, it is almost like a SaaS. Like we are that fast. <laughs> right. Yeah, I can see it. Um, What's your favorite uh, business book or podcast? I have a couple of favorite business books, but I'm going to go a little bit out there. And um, the one that I want to share is called Selling the Invisible by Harry Beckwith. Beckwith, yeah. You know him? Yeah, yep. I love this book. And I recently read it. And it is all about marketing and selling a service-based business. And he does a really nice deep dive. It's not a long read. Uh, I think it's just right. And it's really helps my business. What was the other one? You, you said there was two that you. Oh, yeah. I think everyone is going to be like, oh, yeah, that one. But the E-Myth by My Michael Gerber. And the reason why I chose that one to share is because that was the first book I read as that when I was like in like super stress mode when I was launching up in a day. And he changed the way I thought about the business. And I made, and I actually took another month and I restructured things. And what he said and what he teaches you is to, depending on what you're doing um, and what you're offering, but to set up your business like it's a franchise, whether or not you franchise in the future, um, you know, have the end in mind. And it's all about making, whether, you, you know, and making it seamless, all your processes and your systems so right. that you personally, as the business owner, are less stressed and less hands-on. So you're thinking about the business from the top down. You are the creative person. You're thinking about growth of the company. You're not in the weeds trying to figure out your day-to-day. -day. Working on the business instead of in the business is what he says, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's well, it, it's funny that you mentioned that book, and I'm glad you've mentioned it because I think it's a book that's been forgotten. I oh. think there's, I think a lot of people, younger entrepreneurs coming into business now, probably would not be referred that book because it's a 20, 25 year old, maybe even more yeah. book. Uh, you know, they'd they'd be pointed in the direction of you know whatever Gary V's latest book is or whatever, which are which are all great, but I think. Gerber really, really kind of gets you to think about what do I want this business to do for me 10 years from now, oh. not what, what's this business going to do for me on TikTok next week? It's that's not, right. Yeah, that's a great, great recommendation. Uh, do you have a, a new tool or resource that you're enjoying using? Right yes, Pipedrive is my favorite sales tool right now. And it's great for companies that have incoming leads on a consistent basis and it is very it's a very intuitive program and it's affordable and it has so many features that we just love because there's so many SaaS products against us um there's so many sales online sales tools that you can can use and we find that when it comes because we're always looking for leads right because our we're so transactional so mm -hmm. we love pipe drive just by the, the the fact that it's easy to use and it's you know, it's a drag and drop almost. Right. It's probably something, again, going back to your systems and processes, 
it's something you can probably watch, but you don't necessarily have to be the person touching it every time to make things move along. Right. Mm -hmm. And do you have a favorite quote? (laughs) I do. I have a quote, but I don't remember where I heard it. I think this is somewhere Michael Gerber land um, from Emis, but I have this posted on my computer and it says, have the end in mind, run the business with the end in mind. That probably is Gerber or somebody like that. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. I love it. Um, where can people find out more about you, Lindy, more about your services? Sure. On our website. <laughs> <laughs> I it's thought you would say that. <laughs> right. Upinaday.co. It's upinaday.co. And you can find everything you need there. All of our prices are listed as well as the fact that we offer free uh, website reviews. If you get into our website, you'll see a little uh, link there that will take you to a quick little form where we can learn about you. And then we'll record a video showing you how to uh, make make updates and better your website for your visitors. Okay, we'll make sure those are... That's all in the show notes. And uh, thank you for, for sharing your insights today and uh, have yourself a brandtastic day. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for having me.